Well, good morning, Florida Fun Podcasters. Another episode of the Florida Fun Podcast is being recorded live here somewhere in the state of Florida, and I welcome you all to join me. Today is Saturday, June 26, 2021. Welcome, and uh, here we go. Uh, I thank you for being here with me, and I always enjoy being here broadcasting for you guys. I enjoy you being there, and this is certainly something that I uh, take great pleasure out of, so I enjoy you uh, being there with me. Uh, like we said last time, summer is officially here, and let's talk a little bit about what summer means. Does it mean travel for you? Does it mean going somewhere? Does it mean doing something? Um, what are your plans? What are your activities? Are you going to travel on a plane? Are you going to take a cruise? Because now that's available, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. Are you driving somewhere? Are you going to a theme park? Are you going to a water park? Have you already been out somewhere? Is it something that you've already been out somewhere and that you are very comfortable traveling? Um, Like I said, I work in a restaurant. My restaurant happens to be in an airport. And so I see lots of folks who come back and forth through the airport all the time. And I can definitely say that on a daily basis, travel in the airport is increasing Um, The numbers are going up. More people are traveling. More people are exploring. Um, At first, I thought it was just business travelers, but I have noticed more families. I've seen more children in my restaurant. I've seen more uh, young adults in my restaurant. So I know it's definitely not just uh, those folks who have to keep the wheels of business turning. So are you going somewhere? Are you planning on going somewhere? Um, If you are, let me stop here for a second. Let me tell you how to get a hold of me if you don't know already. My email, if you want to drop me an email, is floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me at any time and drop me an email and tell me where you're from, what you're doing this summer, any plans that you have, anything that you are planning on partaking in over the summertime. I'd love to hear from you and your plans. If you happen to be on Twitter, then feel free to add me as a friend or send me a message. I am at Florida Fun 6, Florida Fun 6 on Twitter. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I have an Instagram account and it's at Florida Fun Podcast on Instagram. And feel free to add me at any time. Uh, a couple things in the news I wanted to talk about a little bit. I did see an uh, article from TripAdvisor, uh, which I thought was very, very interesting. It said two of the top three things to do in Florida, and this article was dated June 23rd, so very, very recently. Uh, number one was clear kayaking, and if you've never been clear kayaking, it's a very different experience. It's a very, very cool thing to do. And the number three experience uh, was swim with manatees at the Crystal River, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second as well. So if you've been on a a kayak before, kayaking is basically you sit in a hollowed-out shell, uh, kind of like an old dugout canoe. They usually sit very low in the water. You are very much uh, surfing, uh, more or less, along the the, the skirt of the water, the very, very top of the water, and uh, you have a large paddle, a large double-sided paddle that you can paddle the canoe along, uh, some are wide enough you can take a backpack or, or, or gear in there with them. Uh, some are very, very thin. Uh, they're usually very long to give you lots of balance in the water. It's, it can be quite tough to flip them over, um, but it can be done. I've, I've seen it done. Um, 
The clear kayaks are a different experience because it's literally, it's clear plastic from the top to the bottom all the way around. So you can see straight down into the water below you, uh, which is a very cool experience because there's basically nothing separating you from everything below you. So you can see reeds and grasses. You can see the sand underneath you. You can see the fish that happen to be underneath you. And uh, if you happen to go somewhere that there's something interesting, like over, say, a spring or over a natural formation of rocks or you know, whatever, a fallen tree limb or tree stump or animals in the water, like let's say there are uh, fish or manatees or sharks or whatever underneath you, you can see them as well. Um, so that was the number one experience from uh, TripAdvisor. And the number three experience, uh, and, and again, that reminds me a lot of the glass bottom boats. If you've never been to Silver Spring State Park, uh, when I was a kid, we went there several times. There used to be Silver Springs and Wild Waters. Wild Waters used to be kind of a water park, kind of a thing and uh, very fun to hang out with uh, it wasn't like blizzard beach or typhoon lagoon or volcano bay it was you know much more natural um i remember there being a giant slide called the silver bullet which seemed like it was about a thousand miles up in the sky and you'd climb this big giant bridge and you would come rocketing down and you'd skip across the water on your on your backside and and it was really really an amazing thing to do and then, you know, you look now, and it was probably about, I don't know, 30, 40 feet high, somewhere around there, maybe 40, 50 feet high, um, which, again, you know, you, they're, they're, that's, nothing, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's, you know, three or four stories up. Um, but, you know, you go into Blizzard Beach right now, and there's, you know, uh, rides that are that big, and, and they go even faster. So, um, But it was a very cool experience. And in there, they have glass-bottom boats. And they're, you know, well, I'm not going to say full-size boats, but they're, they're large boats. And uh, they fit a bunch of people inside them. And then they take you out into the, the, the area out there in the Silver Springs, out into the spring. And the whole section of the middle of the boat, there's kind of benches that face the middle. And you can look down into that glassed area below you, and you can do the exact same thing as you would in a clear kayak. Right? You can see what's underneath you. You can see the water, the spring. When the spring comes up, it bubbles up the sand from underneath you, and it's a very, very cool experience as well. So definitely something that, that you know, if you haven't had a chance to do that, that is a very Florida thing to do, uh, going into a spring, um, hanging out, seeing the natural wildlife, and uh, being involved in that, and especially going through Silver Springs uh, State Park, which is a, a very cool, very beautiful, very natural Florida experience. Um, definitely something that you would certainly want to check out. Um, the other thing was kayak, uh, swimming with manatees in Crystal River. Now, Crystal River is uh, warm water. Um, it is The natural springs in the state of Florida are usually very cold because they come up from the aquifer. And the aquifer is a layer up north. Uh, you have basements. We don't have those here. If you dig a basement into the state of Florida, you wind up in the water. The water table is usually very close to the state of Florida, uh, to the surface. Uh, so if you were to take a cross section of the state of Florida, we kind of have a crust that we live on. And then not far below that, uh, is a giant open cavernous water table that fills and recesses, uh, several times throughout the year or, or over a period of time. Um, the water from the natural springs comes up from that area and it bubbles up into these natural springs. So whether you're in, Blue Spring State Park, or you're in Silver Spring State Park, or you're in any number of these other areas, um, High Springs area, or wherever you might be, uh, there's always a very, very cool thing to see. And the water is usually very cold. It's probably in the, I don't know, high 50s, low 60s 
which doesn't seem that bad, but you know when you get your body in there, you're about 98 degrees, so it's about 30 or 40 degrees below your body temperature. So it, you know, on a really hot day, I'm sure it just takes a little bit of getting used to, and and uh, by the time you're used to it, the water kind of a uh, you know feels pretty good, and certainly is something that you, know, you can get comfortable very very quickly, but. And if it's a little bit chilly or the sun is not overhead or it's not 100 degrees out, which it tends to be quite a bit in the state of Florida. Admittedly, it tends to be that way quite a bit. Um, but uh, you, you, it can be very, very cold. So I was pretty uh, pretty interested that TripAdvisor had listed off two of the three top ten things. The top things to do in the state of Florida uh, was uh, clear kayaking, which I thought was very, very cool, and then swimming with manatees in the Crystal River which is certainly something that you can do. There's tours. Um, they can take you out on kayaks. You can just wade out into the Crystal River and swim with them. Um, and manatees are, in case you were wondering, guys, manatees are protected here in the state of Florida. It's it's against the law to entice them. Uh, you can't put lettuce in your wetsuit or your regulator. You can't entice them in any way. All you're allowed to do is just observe them. And if you, if you break those laws, um, there are uh, pretty steep penalties that, that go along with that. So, uh, you certainly, if you, if you have a chance to do something interesting like swim with the manatees, you want to give them plenty of space. Usually they're watched pretty closely, either by Game and Freshwater Fish Commission or by a local police department. Um, uh, the locals like to have them come in. They're very proud of their manatees. And if you do anything to entice them or hurt them, uh, they'll call the police on you as well. So you just want to just observe, you know, uh, something I learned a long time ago as a Boy Scout was, uh, taking nothing, take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but memory, leave, leave nothing but footsteps, you know. So when you go to observe the manatees, again, take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footsteps, you know, footprints, and uh, you should you should be all right with that. Another cool article that I read doing some research for today's show was from a, a, a personal finance website called Wallet Hub. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. This was something that I was had bumped into, and it had the top 10 U.S. beaches to live in, and I thought this was really interesting as well. Um, not a lot of the beaches made the top 10 here in the state of Florida, a couple of them. Uh, so here they go. Uh, my town of Jacksonville didn't make it. Unfortunately, I, you know, we have a great beach, but apparently they didn't feel that we needed to be on the list and that's fine. Wallet hub. I don't mind. That's, that's okay. Number one was Naples, Florida, uh, which is down the coast quite a bit from us. Number six was Sarasota, Florida. Number eight is Boca Raton, Florida, and number nine at the very bottom of the list was Destin, Florida. And the list was based upon several factors, uh, affordability, weather, safety, economy, education and health, and quality of life were all taken into consideration when making the list. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, some of the areas there can be quite expensive. Sarasota and Boca Raton can be very expensive areas, so I'm, I'm not sure... You know, maybe those were a little lower rated for affordability because they can be quite expensive. Um, Destin's kind of in the panhandle. Um, so I would imagine, you know, things like weather, if they have a hurricane, it's going to run right across Destin. It's going to come right across towards the Tallahassee Destin area. Um, if it goes up onto the panhandle, it doesn't hit the, the, the main uh, center of, of Florida where, you know, the good majority of folks live. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I thought it was just an interesting article to read. They did put out a top 100 uh, list as well, and included in that was places like Jupiter, North Palm Beach, Key West, Coral Gables, Boynton Beach, um, Miami Beach, and Hollywood, Florida, were all included in that list. I thought that was interesting as well. 
Um, still, no Jacksonville, but, you know, that's fine. We love our town, so that's okay. Um, another cool article that I read was from ClickOrlando.com, WKMG in Orlando. This is the, the local news channel in Orlando. Um, was that the pandemic uh, affected all of us, right? We were all affected by the pandemic. It slowed down businesses. It closed businesses. It, it really uh, interfered with our, our daily lives, the occurrences that we had. Um, our kids had to stay home from school. Uh, there was distance learning. A lot of folks are working from home now. Um, and articles that I've read had talked about folks simply don't want to go back to the office. They're just not interested. They, they have no desire in going back. They're comfortable being at home. They want to be around their kids. They want to be able to pet their dog. They want to be able to wander over and get a snack from their refrigerator. Uh, they want to, you know, go hang out in the pool in the backyard or take a walk around the backyard with the, with the dog and take a break every once in a while. And, and you, you just can't do that at the office, obviously. Um, so it affected all of our lives, right? It, it delayed sports, entertainment, schools, um, touring bands, um, businesses, everything. People got laid off, lost their jobs. I lost my job, um, and, and thank God I, I finally got my job back. But uh, I did uh, I did lose my job there for a little bit. But I thought this was interesting. Uh, Click Orlando, as of June 25th, which was just yesterday, had sent the first cruise ship to sail from the state of Florida. And reading it, uh, the ship went out of Miami, Florida. Um, it has been 15 months since any cruise ships have sailed out of the state of Florida. Uh, the cruise ship was from Celebrity Cruises. It's called the Edge, uh, the Celebrity Edge. And, um, you know, so several things come to mind. How are they going to protect the passengers on the ship? What are they going to do? How are they going to keep everybody safe? Because, you know, I read an article that said only 44% of Americans have been vaccinated. And that's it. Uh, so we definitely don't have the the, the mythical, uh, the magical herd immunity. That's not going to happen. Um, there is there is the Delta variant of the coronavirus that's still floating around out there, and that is going to affect people. Um, I am fully vaccinated, like I said before. My family's fully vaccinated. A lot of people that I work with are fully vaccinated. So I'm not really that concerned uh, about it. Maybe false, um, you know, uh, false courage, false bravado. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really not, but if I was going to be on a cruise ship with a bunch of people that I don't know, it would make me wonder, how are you going to keep everybody safe? What are you going to do? How are you going to keep everybody safe? Um, a couple interesting things. It said at least 95% of those boarding the celebrity edge have been vaccinated against the coronavirus in line with health requirements from the centers for disease control and prevention. And the ship will run at a reduced capacity. Um, that's directly from the article. Um, reduced capacity could mean anything from 90% to 60 to 40, right? To 50%. I'm assuming if they're going to sail probably closer to 50% somewhere around there, but it didn't say in the article. Um, another cool thing that I saw was that the ship is led by Captain Kate McHugh, who in 2015 became the first American woman to captain a cruise ship. So I thought that was really neat. Um, I have a daughter myself. And I encourage her as much as I possibly can. And I tell her all the time that she's amazing and she's wonderful, which she is. And I want her to grow up in a world where she's free to make whatever decisions that she wants as far as, you know, her job or what she wants to do with her life. Whether she wants to be a painter, whether she wants to be a musician, whether she wants to be you know, an astronaut or a cruise ship captain. Um, I really honestly believe there should be no limits of any kind. 
Um, whether you're a boy or a girl, it shouldn't matter what you want to be when you grow up. Um, she did ask me uh, if girls play football. And I told her right now there are no women in the National Football League that I know of, but there are women referees. Um, there are women coaches. And I believe in my lifetime there will be a woman's head coach uh, or two or three in the National Football League. I just think, you know, times are changing. And I think there's nothing wrong with being a female head coach. There's nothing wrong with working your way up the chain, going from, you know, a quality control coach to an assistant defensive line coach to an you know, defensive line coach to an assistant defensive coordinator to a defensive coordinator to an assistant head coach to being a head coach and, you know, taking over a team like the Detroit Lions or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Minnesota Vikings or the New York Jets or, or whoever has an opening. Um, and I think, you know, that that opinion needs to be spread around more evenly. And and I, I believe in equality and fairness. I believe that everyone should be have their ability to be taken care of. And, uh, you know, it shouldn't matter what color your skin is or which God you uh, pray to or or, you know, what sex you were born or how you identify that that should have nothing to do with anything. You know, you should be able to work where you want to work. Uh, you should be able to be whatever you want to be when you grow up and, and employment and live in whatever neighborhood and you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, June is Pride Month, so definitely that's something that, that you know, I'm aware of and we're all aware of. And, and it is definitely something that, you know, needs to be called attention to. And, you know, I really believe that, you know, people are people no matter who they love. Um, you know, we, we have friends who uh, we used to see in Orlando all the time. Um, uh, a really nice guy and his partner, and uh, they were fantastic. Uh, they were people that loved my kids as much as we loved uh, our kids. Um, they were great to us. They were great to my family. Um, they were involved in our gender reveal party for my for my kids. Uh, we you know we my wife and I hung out uh, with them several times just to kind of you know have dinner and hang and and be friends and and share moments and and. You know, never at any point in my life have I thought that your sexual identity or your sexual preference should have anything to do with whether or not you get equal treatment under the law or equal treatment by the government or protections by the law or protections from local policy or that kind of thing. And and I think Pride Month is all about that. And I think... The ability to blend in, to become accepted is what we all want. You know, uh, it doesn't matter the color of your skin, the God you pray to, the person that you sleep next to in bed. It, it doesn't matter. And I think the sooner that we accept that, the sooner that we move on from all these preconceived notions about what's right and what's wrong. Well, I don't like it. Well, then don't do it. Well, I don't think it's acceptable. Well, then turn the other way because no one's asking you to do it. You know, um, I no longer, I no more believe that it's right for a man to tell a woman what to do with her body than it is for a straight couple to tell a gay couple how they should act. Uh, you know, you don't want, if, if a gay couple is going to tell a straight couple how to act, I think that's wrong. You know, if a woman's going to tell a man what to do with his body, I think that's wrong. I think we have the right to be ourselves. We have the right to blend in, be part of society, to be accepted to work wherever we want to work, to love whoever we want to love, to live our lives, as long as we're not infringing on someone else's rights or peace or freedom or safety or beliefs, right, then I think that's who we have to be. 
And that's just me. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but that's just me. And, and I think that, you know, um, you know, whether you're black or white, whether you come from another country, whether you're an immigrant, whatever it might be, you know, that shouldn't matter for anything. So, uh, so I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, the first captain, uh, the first female, uh, first American to become a captain of a cruise ship, uh, that happened in 2015. So I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, also, uh, going on, I found out that, uh, Carnival, Norwegian, and Royal Caribbean cruise lines had to raise over $40 billion. $40 billion. $40 billion is a lot of money, guys. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of money in financing just to stay afloat, uh, without any revenue. So coming up into the, the cruise season, you know, I mean, people are clamoring to get on cruise ships. That is something that, you know, my wife and I have been on several cruises, been on a couple cruises. Uh, I've been on a couple cruises. She's been on a couple cruises. We've known people who've been on cruises. Um, you know, the Disney cruise lines out there, Carnival, Norwegian, Royal Caribbean Princess, all of them. They're all out there, right? Celebrity. Um, it's a huge industry. So very high stakes are involved. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are hoping and praying that this is going to work. They're going to get themselves out of these holes and they're going to be able to, to, to make things work. So definitely something that, that is, uh, uh, going to happen. And in Disney news, today is June 26, 2021, which means it is stitch day. So 626, Experiment 626 was Stitch uh, with all his glory and everything about him. That is his Stitchness. So Experiment 626. Today is June 26th. Um, lots of places you can find Stitch today. Uh, you can find him at Disney's Alani Resort and Spa, of course, where he crash landed on the island of Hawaii. Um, they have the Disney, uh, land area, Disney Springs, uh, a little closer to home here in Orlando, um, has a place called Amaret Patisserie. And Amaret Patisserie has a Stitch Mini Moose, and which is, uh, for a limited time. So if you're headed out to the Disney Springs area today on June 26th, please feel free to check that out. I will be jealous. I will not be getting one, unfortunately, because I do have other plans today. Uh, also at the Polynesian Village and Resort, um, there are special blue ice cream stitch cones, and those are at Pineapple Lanai, and he also will be at Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. Uh, I've seen lots of merchandise, jewelry, lots of stitch-related great stuff, so happy Stitch Day to all of you. And in Florida sports, I do want to mention real quick, uh, I am a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Go Bolts. Uh, last night, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning moved on to the final round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they did beat the New York Islanders uh, 1-0 in a very, very close, very emotional, uh, nail-biting kind of game, which has been kind of surprising. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a great team. They have played very, very well. The first round of the playoffs, they had to play the Florida Panthers, who kind of had their way with the Lightning a couple times this season. They 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 lost uh, the Lightning lost to them in uh, South Florida, and then they lost to them in Tampa. The, the Florida Panthers played very, very well, and and I guess going into the playoffs, the Florida Panthers you know had that same mentality of we keep doing what we're doing and and we'll be fine. Uh, the Florida Panthers. Uh, got eliminated four games to one in a best-of-seven series, and they just got 
taken care of. The the lightning just peeled them off. So I was very happy about that. Uh, round two, the Florida Panthers, the um, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning played the Carolina Hurricanes, who also, I have to admit, kind of had their way with the Lightning several times uh, throughout the season. They were a very strong team as well. And they came in and, you know, we lost in Carolina, we lost in, in Tampa to the Carolina Hurricanes, and, and they played very, very well. And it was kind of a disappointing thing to see not only the Florida Panthers in the first round, but then the Carolina Hurricanes in the second round. So, you know, fingers crossed, hey, guys, let's do the best we can. Let's get through this. Let's just kind of make the best of what we got. And the Lightning played very well again. They peeled off the Carolina Hurricanes four games to one. The Hurricanes only won one game out of that whole series. So you figure the Lightning had played, what, ten games, something like that? Four to one is five. Four to one is five. They only lost two games in ten and they were playing very well. Uh, the goalie, Andre Vasilevsky, was playing very well. Some Stamkos played well. Hedman, uh, Yanni Gord played very well. So, the, you know, the team was just clicking along on all cylinders, and they were doing very, very, very well as they played along. So we go into round three. This is the semifinals, and we face up with the New York Islanders. Now, in, in, in the Lightning's defense, they have not played the New York Islanders at all this season. I, I don't remember a single game against the New York Islanders. Um, so this was kind of a new experience for the guys and the New York Islanders seem to play very well in their home arena up in Long Island and the Lightning played very well in their home arena, uh, down in Amalia Arena down in Tampa. So it was kind of a battle of the hometown crowd who would get the hometown crowd, have the hometown advantage and make the other team more uncomfortable, make them throw them off their game, make them make dumb mistakes um, you know, not be there totally mentally, be able to, to play uh, off their game. And the Lightning just, you know, barely took advantage of the situation. Uh, they had to go to a Game 7, which was unheard of for the Lightning. It was three, uh, three, uh, three wins for the Lightning, three wins for the, stand of the uh, New York Islanders going into last night. Either way, this, this could have gone either way. Uh, one goal was scored, I want to say it was in the second period, if I remember correctly, and the Lightning had to hang on, and they had to hold on by their fingertips and play as hard as they have the entire three rounds. And they hung on, and they got the win, so congratulations to the Bolts. And uh, they're moving on to the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, whew, stressful, very, very, very stressful. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that the, the Lightning had won. Um, but, uh, you know, that shows you, you know, going into it. I, I'm not sure who they're going to play next round. I think it might be... Might be the Vegas Knights, but I'm not sure. Um, we're still waiting to see that. Um, but it, it definitely shows you that if you play hard and you play strong and you can eliminate somebody very quickly, you have some rest days. You have some time that you can have to yourself to plan and get in shape and rehab guys and get people back where they're supposed to be. If you go to that game seven, you know the Lightning are going to have to turn back around. They're going to have to go back and play again. And it could be a, a very long uh, series going into this this final. So if they have to play the Vegas Knights, the Vegas Knights have played very well. Um, they've gotten all the way to the end. Um, you know, you, I just saw the other night that the Montreal Canadiens just won. Uh, they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So it's it's you know this this could be anybody's game. Uh, so it's going to be whoever you know who's ever able to stand up and and, and fight harder and, and get the win. So hopefully. Hopefully the Lightning will be able to do that. Go Bolts, and uh, definitely something that, that, you know, fingers are crossed and be wearing that bolt proudly for, you know, the rest of the playoffs. 
So, guys, I'm going to call that an episode. Uh, that's all I have for you for today. Uh, happy Saturday to everyone, and I hope you all have a fantastic Florida fun weekend. Um, I want to remind you once again how to get a hold of me, and I want to tell you one more thing real quick. Um, if you want to drop me an email, please feel free to do so. My email is floridafunpodcast at gmail.com, just like the title of the podcast. Feel free to tell me about your summer plans, your summer vacation, what you plan on doing. How do you feel about the top 10 list? Is there a city in Florida that you would have included in the top 10 list, maybe the top 100 list? Uh, are you planning on going on a cruise? Are you planning on doing anything exciting this summer? Or are you just staying home and putting your toes in the pool? Hey, that's cool too. I have, I have two kids, and if we could stay home and put our toes in the pool every day... You know, my wife and I drink a cold beer, a margarita out by the back by the kids and hang out with them and grill out and have lunch, dinner every day out there on the back patio and hang out with the kids under the awning. I would be just fine with that. Uh, coming up real soon is my son's birthday and my daughter's birthday. I'll tell you about that coming up real soon on our next episode. Um, we also are going to go to the brand new Legoland Pirate Resort. That's in Winter Haven or uh, Winter Haven, Florida. That's down near, uh, near Lakeland. So I'll give you a review of that. And then I come, uh, and broadcast our next episode. I'll share that with you. And, uh, who knows? Coming up, we got some more stuff. My daughter is going to have her birthday somewhere. And uh, we will uh, talk to you about that once we do our next episode as well. So um, finally, guys, uh, what did I say? Twitter, you can hit me up on Twitter, at FloridaFun6 on Twitter. Please feel free to add me as a friend or to drop me a line or send me a tweet. And uh, I would love to hear from you guys as well. And on Instagram, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram. And that is at FloridaFun6 podcast on instagram i am now on google podcast so check me out on google podcast and i'm going to slowly add to stitcher and soundcloud and you know apple podcast and everyone else that'll take me uh so that's going to be a slow process but right now you can have the google podcast app on your android phone or i think you can do it on an apple phone i'm not 100 sure um but you can look for a florida fun podcast and you can play all the back episodes you can play the newest episode and uh, that is certainly something that I'm extremely proud of. And finally, guys, one way to support the Florida Fun Podcast is by joining my Patreon. I am now a Patreon creator, and I am extremely proud to be a Patreon creator, and I hope you guys are able to uh, join me and help support the Florida Fun Podcast for as little as a dollar a month or five or ten or whatever it is you want to you donate to the Florida Fun Podcast to keep all this going to hear the latest Florida news, to be updated on what's going on with my family, to update me on what's going on with your family, please feel free to join me. You can donate. Of course, it's not uh, not required, but any, anything you can donate would be greatly appreciated. And it keeps all this going, right? It keeps all this funding going, keeps everything going with the Florida Fund Podcast. So we can go on these trips. We can tell you about these things that are going on. Um, I have a lot of plans going on in the future a lot of things that I want to bring you and a lot of things that I want to share with you. And that all comes down to being supported by you guys and being able to take the time and, and, and do those things that we need to do. So to support the Florida Fun podcast, please go to patreon.com forward slash Florida Fun podcast and support as much as you would like. 
Finally, I do want to give a correction. On the last episode, I talked about the um, Florida, uh, the uh, Pineapple Riding Tour, my buddy Blaze, and I did not give proper information. So, Blaze, I am so sorry. Um, my buddy Blaze, his website is rideandtour.com for Pineapple Ride and Tour in the city of St. Augustine. You can go on his website, Ride and Tour, R-I-D-E-A-N-D-T-O-U-R.com, or give him a call, 904-615-5515. That's 904-615-5515. And if you reach out, tell Blaze that I sent you here from the Florida Fun Podcast, my buddy Blaze with Pineapple Ride and Tour. Guys, That's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening, for being a member of the Florida Fun Podcast family. I have a lot of stuff planned. Uh, There could be merchandise in the future. There could be keychains. There could be stickers. There's a lot of stuff that I want to do. Um, And, you know, when I'm out, if I'm out and bopping around and you see me, say hi. Tell me who you are. Tell me that you heard my voice on the Florida Fun Podcast. I have a lot of guests that I want to bring on, a lot of things that are lined up. So stay tuned. Keep listening. And uh, we'll bring you a new episode sometime soon, guys. Until then, we'll see you out there.